The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. But now with me in studio, we have uh, our Ask the Expert slot and Dr. Mary O'Kane, lecturer in psychology and early childhood education, is here to answer your parenting questions. Morning, Stephanie. Lovely to meet you. How are you doing? Grand. Not too bad at all. So as I was saying there, we were speaking uh, about men in skirts earlier on the show. What would your advice be if, if, if a listener's male child wants to wear a skirt or a dress to school? This is a really interesting one, Stephanie, because but I lecture in psychology, but I lecture in early ed. So my early ed students are preschool practitioners. So they're dealing with all the little ones. And they will tell you in preschools, boys love getting into the dressing up box and putting on dresses and having their nails done and everything. And why do they stop? Because we, as they grow up, start to make them feel that they shouldn't do this. It's society changes them. So I want to start by saying that. But Is it I, that they see other boys not doing it or is it d- directly that we tell them this is a girl's thing to do? Stephanie, I think it's us. And, and you know, I don't think, even think it's always that we tell them. I think it's we sort of react to something. We think, right. oh, or we worry. It's funny. I was listening to Simon earlier and I thought, now, he's a, a grown up and he was nervous. He felt anxious about going out in a skirt. And I think as parents, you know, you love this child. You want them to be free to be everything they want to be. So you have that in your head. But at the same time, in your head is this fear. What will society do? Will they eat him up and spit him out if he does that. So we kind of show our fear. Because we know as adults that there is hostility towards people who are different in many, many ways. Exactly. And it really is. But you know what? I think when our kids come to us and they say something that we think, oh, oh dear, and I don't know what to do. The most important thing that they know is that we love them unconditionally. So that's the first thing. A child would need to know, this is not a problem for me. I love you. I don't care what you wear. I love you. But having said that, you do have that fear. And I think I'd like to know why he wants to wear a skirt. Does you just want to try it on and see what it feels like or whatever? In all honesty, I'd probably encourage my son to maybe try wearing a skirt or a dress at home okay. to get him, let him see what it feels like and try it out. If he really wanted to do it in school, and it depends on age, makes me, and uniform, I mean, yes. some schools it wouldn't be allowed at all. But I would want to sort of vaguely prepare him. I'd want to talk about the fact, you know what, for me, Girls' clothes, boys' clothes, doesn't really make any difference. But you know what? For a lot of people out there, it will. So let's think about how you might feel if people respond this way. You know, it's conversations, isn't it? Yes. Talking to them about it. Let them know that they're you accept it totally, but be realistic and prepare them for the reception that they might that get. That they might get, yeah. Balance, isn't it? But yeah. it is a hard one. The next question, since the summer break, I feel as if I'm walking through an emotional minefield with my 12 year old daughter. She used to be a great kid, but at the moment it's a constant back chat. Nothing I say or do is right. I'm trying not to get angry, but the temptation to scream at her is huge. I just don't know what's happened to my polite, respectful child. I know I shouldn't shout, but what can I do instead? Please help. Oh, welcome to Parenting a Teenager. (laughs) This is going to be your life for the next how many years? funny and I love that she says I I know I shouldn't shout because it really won't help and when you feel that bubbling inside you and you get the side eye or that remark and you just think oh but if you come back by shouting you're basically telling them what what you do when you feel frustrated is you shout at the other person you're modeling exactly what you don't want them to do so I love that she's saying no don't do that I think sometimes we forget the behavior is communication you know 
I always think with kids, even teenagers, when they're acting out, whatever you want to call it, they're trying to tell us there's something going on with them. And it's funny, she's 12. First thing that dawned on me is 12. Is she starting secondary school in September? Like if this is starting in the summer, that's a big transition. Um, it, it's a huge change physically and emotionally, but also at 12, she is hitting those teenagers. And, you know, I love, she used to be a good kid. She's still a good kid. That gorgeous kid is still in there. But when they hit those teenagers, emotional brain takes over. So the, the thinking brain is like gone. You know, we connect to that very occasionally. Emotional brain is fully in control now. And that's what we're getting. So it's not about you. It's not that you're a bad parent. It's not that your relationship with her is damaged. It's just what's going on within her. So again, I'd bring it back to connection with trying to sit with her. Not when not when you've had a bad moment. Not, you know, never try and connect with them. When when they're in that moment, right. let it go. You know, I always tell her, practice the pause. You know, just breathe. Step away from the child. But when she's calm, sit and talk to her and say, how are things going? You have know, noticed you just don't seem yourself. And try and talk to her about what's going on. I think with our teenagers, we do have to bite our tongue and step back. And do you know what helps, I think, when you think it's not personal? It is their brain development. Um, and really connect in the calm moments with her and try and figure out with her what's going on. And if she doesn't know what's going on, just keep trying gently to... like. Yes. What if she's like, there's nothing wrong. Like, get away from me. I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is, yes, probably good be the response. <laughs> and it's funny. Sometimes they do that and they're not trying to be... Well, sometimes, yeah, they are trying to be get away from me was it speak to the hand or whatever but sometimes they genuinely don't know like when your hormones are all over the place when and they genuinely are being controlled by this emotional brain we talk about um, sort of the upstairs brain the downstairs brain but, but the front of our brain is very much a thinking part of our brain so it's sensible it's organised it's whatever the emotional brain is just reactive it's responsive and teenagers are genuinely guided by it so if she reacts that way again you know, breathe when she's calm try and talk but if she doesn't know connect family time spend try and connect more with her than walk away Right. Um, I have three kids from four to seven who have been off on holidays for what seems like forever. We are not getting away this year. Do you have any ideas to keep them occupied that's not too expensive? Well, summer, there's all the organised stuff and some of it isn't expensive, you know what I mean? And it's good for our kids and whatever, and that's great. But... What's more important than the organised stuff is the family stuff. And if you're not getting away, you can still have family days and they don't have to be going to the park, whatever. You know, sometimes your memories of childhood are the the pain days, the days when it all went wrong, the mm-hmm. days when you were out in the car going, you know, your dad said, I'm taking you off to the beach and you all ended up wearing. But they can be the good days. But, you know, these are little ones, four to seven it's the simple stuff. It's like um, that old-fashioned childhood. You know, cardboard boxes. It's get them to plan um, a scavenger hunt in the garden. Get them to do um, building a treehouse, a fort, all that really simple stuff. Give them a load of paint. Give them chalks. Give them all that sort of stuff and let them be bored. Scoot them out there and let them come up with stuff themselves. And that's really good for the brain. I saw today in one of the tabloids as well. I can't remember which one. So you're going to have to do some research. But there is on the front of one of the papers, it says 50 free ways to entertain your children. So get that newspaper, whichever one it is. I'll see if I can find it and get back to you before the end of the show. And it is that stuff, though, Stephanie, that you're like my childhood when I was growing up. When I think we were thrown out and go out there and play. 
But what did it teach us? We learned, you know, to when to step up. We learned when to back down. We learned how to compromise. We learned how to negotiate. We learned problem solving, decision making, because our parents weren't hovering. Our, my generation at the moment, we are so worried about being the perfect parent that we're all the time trying to micromanage everything we want. If I'm a perfect parent, my kids will be perfect and it'll all be great. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're, we're sort of hovering too much over them. Step back and let them have a bit of space themselves. Uh, my daughter is six and a half months old. She can't crawl yet, but she loves standing up and walking around while I hold her by the hands. My mother-in-law was over last weekend and said I shouldn't be doing this because it's bad for her development. Can I ask, could this be causing her harm or is it good for her learning to walk? Thank you, mother-in-law, for your <laughs> helpful advice with a six and a half month old. Yeah, thank you. Do you know what? There's, there's research talking about walkers and they can be dangerous. There's not proven research that holding them by the fingers is bad for them. Now, having said that, um, at six months, they shouldn't really be... It would be unusual at six months for them to be walking. This little one is obviously up and raring to go. To learn to walk, they need strength in the legs and they need to balance. And you balance with your arms out. So if I'm holding your hands and helping you walk, I'm actually not helping you develop that skill. So what I would say to her is, yay, if your little one loves it, do it occasionally. But do you know how they learn to walk? Usually scooting around the furniture. Mm -hmm. So I'm talking about obstacle courses for the other ones. Let her have a little obstacle course in the sitting room, holding onto the sofa and doing that. That's actually better for her because walking takes a real leap of faith to be brave enough to let go and go by myself. So if if mum is always holding me, I won't do that. So about stepping back and creating opportunities for her to actually take slowly, slowly learn and take that leap of faith um, herself. I have time for one more question. I'm going to skip on to this one. I'm a widowed man raising my daughter on my own. She's 14 and she doesn't like to open up to me. I'd like to help her feel comfortable about coming to talk to me, but I don't know where to start with that conversation. What do you suggest? Oh, start. You know what? Your heart is in the right place. And isn't that the most important thing? And I know you think sometimes, okay, it's a, it's a girl. And oh my gosh, there's all these questions and there's periods and there's all this stuff that you're thinking, do I really want to talk about that with my daughter? You know what? What she needs is you. It doesn't matter if you don't know the right thing to say. It doesn't matter if you get it wrong. It doesn't matter if you have to say to her, oh, I don't know. I'm going to have to find out about that. That's actually not what's important. A 14-year-old, she's had you, I'm not sure how long it's been just the two of them, Mm -hmm. but she's had you as her main person. And the very fact that you really want this relationship to be that way is what's really important. So I'd say just talk to her and tell her, you know, I'm just, I know you're coming into teenage years and I just want you to know there's nothing you can say would ever upset me. I am here for you. It's all those st- things. She just needs to keep hearing them. And as I said, if, if it's embarrassing, just try and deep breath and brave it out. But, but you are more important than anything else. So just go for it and be there for her. And it's okay for him to say, I, I don't know the answer to that, but I'm going to find out and come back to you. And he doesn't need to know everything. Oh, you don't. You don't. You're good enough is good enough. Dr. Mary O'Kane, thank you so much. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at 9 on News Talk.